Pray always without becoming weary. This is the command the Lord gives today, and he illustrates it with that parable of the dishonest judge and the widow. And the widow's prayer is a prayer of help. Why would we pray a prayer of help? Doesn't God know what we need before we ask him? Doesn't God know us better than we know ourselves? Well, St. Augustine pondered this, and he says, Our Heavenly Father wants us to exercise our desire through our prayers so that we may be able to receive what he is preparing to give us. His gift is very great, but our capacity to receive it is too small. So if the Heavenly Father then invites us into that father-child relationship with him, and he wants us to have a participation in our life with him. Just like as Moses had to hold up his hands in order for the battle to go well, a sign of prayer. Of course, God can do that on his own. He doesn't need Moses to stand there with his hands up, but he wanted that participation. So prayer is our response to God's invitation. Are there other kinds of prayer? We might know the prayer of thanks. That's an important prayer. We heard last week that there were 10 lepers cured and only one came back to give thanks to God, throwing himself at the feet of Jesus. He said, where are the other nine? Where's this prayer of thanksgiving? Of course, it is super important for us to have that prayer of thanksgiving because all is gift. Everything is from our loving Heavenly Father. And it's good that we are here. And this holy sacrifice of the Mass, the Eucharist, that word Eucharist, E-U meaning good, charist meaning gift. So we're acknowledging the good gift of Christ himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity, present for us. And isn't it amazing that the Lord desires to have that intimate communion with us? He wants to be one with us. So we respond. What about other kinds of prayer? We, know, we might recognize the prayer of sorry. We say that to human beings. It's also good for us to say the prayer of sorry to our Heavenly Father. I mentioned this example at Daily Mass yesterday. Back in 2011, when the translation of the English Mass was updated, that word greatly was added to the confiteor. We pray the confiteor today at the beginning of Mass, asking for forgiveness. When we say, I confess to Almighty God, and to you, my brothers and sisters, etc., for I have greatly sinned. Well, back in 2011, somebody wrote into the Catholic Telegraph and said, when have I greatly sinned? Well, the idea is that the focus is on our Heavenly Father, not so much on ourselves. Because God is great. So if God is great and I offend him, then my offense is great. So we can say, I have greatly sinned. So we have the prayer of repentance. And that's important because at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, after he's baptized in the Jordan River, the first thing he says is, repent. And it's not just a one-time thing, but we're continue to, we continue to be sinners. We're continuing to be flawed. So we, we repent regularly. An act of contrition should be in our regular repertoire of prayer. And we tell other human beings sorry, so we tell our Heavenly Father that we are sorry. The ultimate prayer of saying, I'm sorry, of course, is in sacramental confession. When we get the absolution from the representative of the church, hearing, hearing that we are absolved of our sins. So there's no need for us, then, to carry around any baggage of past sins. What about another kind of prayer? 
What about the prayer of, I love you? We notice Jesus himself giving us this example as he goes to deserted places to spend the night in prayer to the Father. We notice that Mary of Bethany, she comes and sits at the feet of Jesus listening to him. And we know the story. Her sister complained, and Jesus says, no, no. Mary has chosen the better part. She chose to sit at his feet and listen to him in adoration. We can do the same thing anytime, any place. My favorite place is down the hall here behind us in the Blessed Sacrament Chapel. It's good that we kneel during Mass, during communion, in that posture of adoration, showing our smallness, sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to him, hoping that we can absorb and soak in all the goodness that he offers us. The prayer of adoring the Lord can be the gateway into what the saints call that wordless unity with God. But how much time do I spend in prayer? This is a big list, four different ways of prayer. We might be lucky if we say, bless us, O Lord, in these thy gifts. Well, of course, it's in our accord with our state in life. A monk can probably pray more than any of us here, or a nun in a monastery. I can probably pray more than the married people here because my life is structured in such a way that I spend the time in church. So we have to discern ourselves how much time is appropriate for me to spend in prayer. And the acronym that I use for these prayer types that I mentioned today is HITS, like baseball. HITS in, in a baseball game. We have the prayer of H, help, I love you, thanks, and sorry. And I put them in that order because it makes a nice bell-shaped curve on how much time we should spend in each one of these. Starting kind of low with the H, the prayer of help. Once again, God knows what we need before we ask him. He knows us better than we know ourselves. But Jesus himself commands that we ask God for things. So we spend our time in that prayer of asking help for ourselves, for our loved ones. But sometimes we get stuck there. We want to just continue to give God the list of all the things we need, the things that our loved ones need. So we need to move on to that prayer of, I love you, spending more time in that prayer of adoration, sitting at his feet, listening to him. And then the prayer of thanks is important because everything is gift. Then finally, we move on to the prayer of, of sorry. It's good to pray the sorry prayer every day, but we don't need to get stuck there. We repent of our sins and we move on. We go to confession. We know that we're absolved. We move on. The evil one, which his name means the accuser, of course, he wants to continue to accuse us, continue to try to get us to, to be mired into our sins. But the Lord invites us into a future with him. We're wired as human beings to try everything first and then pray as a last resort. But the Christian way that the Lord shows us today is to begin with prayer. To pray like everything depends on God. So, of course, we might notice that we get some homework from the, from the gospel today. The Lord's inviting us to pray. And we might pray alone. We might pray as a family. It is good for us to show the example of praying always without becoming weary. Showing that example, especially to the children, that they might notice that it's important. It might become a normal part of the daily routine that way, when the Lord asks that rhetorical question at the end of today's gospel, we can, we, we can reply with a resounding yes. Will there be faith on the earth? 